Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. This is episode 124. My name is Nathan Wagner, and joining to me today, as always, Mr. Rob Douglas. Rob, how are you? I'm doing really good. You know, it's always so weird when Jeff's not here because we both were like, uh, so how do you host? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're going to take you on a bit of a wild ride today. Forgive our ups and downs that uh, come with us. Mr. Morse is out uh, preparing to add a number member to his family, so you can say congratulations to him. But we have a great show lined up for you this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about some big news. Uh, um... What happened today? Bungie split with Activision. Sorry. Um, there's some new Rocket League is uh, coming to PlayStation Crossplay, which is really exciting. And then we are going to be predicting the 2019 games and what we think their Metacritic score is going to be. So in six months when these games come out, you can go back and listen to this episode and laugh at us. Just know that we were brilliant and we knew exactly. We were able to predict the future. Exactly. Exactly. So don't get mad at me when uh, we get it all horribly wrong. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment, which is our news segment. And uh, Rob, you have the first story here today. So this is kind of a, a bold move out there in the world of digital store markets. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2 is going to Epic Store and not Steam. So this is the first like triple A because this is published by Ubisoft. This yeah. is the first triple A game that is kind of making the switch to the Epic Store and not releasing on Steam at all. Is that correct? Uh, right behind The Walking Dead, the final season. Oh, that's which, right. I mean, but the thing is, The Walking Dead, the final season, released on Steam, and so if you purchased it on Steam before Telltale kind of went belly up, you got the you get the last two episodes on Steam. But now if you want to be a first-time buyer of The Walking Dead, you have to go buy it through the Epic Store. But this is the first real AAA, like, big title game that is coming exclusively to... Or coming not to Steam. Not it's going, to Steam, It's coming. going to some other markets as well as Epic Store. Yeah. Like, obviously, it'll go into uh, EA's Origin Store and that sort of thing. And I'm pretty sure it's in Uplay. Um Remind but, me. Go ahead. But it's not going to Steam, which is pretty crazy. So, do you remember off the top of your head what the difference? Because I know the Epic Store, like the developer, I think they get like ninety percent of the profits or something like that, and Epic yeah. only gets ten percent versus Steam. It's like what seventy and thirty or something along it's, those lines. And Steam just changed there, so I think it's seventy and thirty now. I think it was sixty-five, thirty-five, or okay. sixty, forty, or something like that. Um, yeah, Steam also just removed their incentive type or were going to remove their incentive type like you had or no, they added an incentive thing. So you have to be a, you get the uh, percentages change as you sell more and more copies, but that means if you don't sell a lot of copies if you're like an indie artist, you don't get as much of the profits. Oh, that's that seems uh, that actually seems kind of backwards. Like if you're a young a smaller studio like if you don't need more profit if you don't sell as many copies yeah pretty much okay well they're kind of screwing i mean it's valve and to a certain extent they're they're doing their own thing and they're they've made a good market of it and so i think part of the thing right now is steam has been so unimpeded by anyone else like no one else has been there's like been no really competitors i mean there's gog but that's kind of like almost separate right but but GOG is like this whole another niche market that's yeah. only very recently started putting newer game titles in there like GOG is designed completely and totally around releasing old school games yeah I mean it's called good old games so exactly and the only other one out there you know you can obviously like you play or origin you know they they do sell games you can get the games on those um, but those are so they're specific but to their Origin, like they uh, only sell distributor. like Origin is yeah. what EA, so they only sell EA games versus they Epic Store. Games. They announced a couple weeks ago they're selling Nintendo games, so they're selling games from all publishers. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really impressed with what Epic's been doing with the free game every two weeks. I mean, if you want right now, Edith, uh, what became of Edith Finch is the free game, mm-hmm. which I hear is one of the best point and click type 
you know, walking simulator games, yeah. adventure games out there. Um, it's I haven't tried it yet. I'm planning on trying it. This one actually really sparks my interest a lot, but it's kind of cool. They're doing all sorts of great stuff with the free games. They're releasing it. There's a lot of games coming to it. It's it's pretty exciting. And I think the biggest thing about it is it does give competition to Steam. Yeah, which is only a good thing. So, yeah, I'm, that makes me really curious to see how well The Division 2 sells on PC now that it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Store and not, not coming to the And I, I feel like the, nice, the cool thing is Epic has set themselves up for such a great success here, particularly with you know how well Fortnite has been received and so the fact that they're pulling this out as well makes it just like that much more attractive to fans yeah yeah exactly all right cool well moving on that is if we can get past all the lawsuits about dancing yes yes well they have so much money from Fortnite I'm sure they can settle those out of court for you know eh, it's just like five million or something like that they drop a couple mil here it's fine a day half a day or something (laughs) like that yeah totally all right. Well, moving on. Our next story is uh, Rocket League is the second game to come to crossplay um, to the PlayStation Four. So PlayStation announced, I think it was back in November, they were doing a um, crossplay beta just for Fortnite. That was the only game that was supported. Said it's in a beta period. We don't know when we'll take it out of the beta period. The only game supported is Fortnite, but we're looking at more games coming to it. And Rocket League is the second game to come to it, which I think is pretty big news considering that it's made by an independent developer that's made up. You know, Rocket League is a huge success and they've supported it really well. Yeah. And it has, you know, there's it's an, has a esports community and following and everything like that. But it's still a game made by like 50 people or something like that. It's not this huge, like 300 studio um development team that's true and i think you know that just is such a testimony to what those guys there have created in rocket league how such a crazy unique concept has become one of the coolest like quick matches of soccer everyone knows rocket league Mm -hmm. i mean everyone knew rocket league before overwatch and before fortnite were a thing yeah and so this is and they like when they originally launched it launched with i think crossplay wasn't able between playstation and pc that's what it launched on originally and then it came to xbox later and they eventually um and then nintendo switch and those eventually enabled crossplay so they were just waiting for ps4 so yeah that's uh i just think it's pretty cool so do you like this is the second game um the beta for crossplay on ps4 has been out about three months do you Mm -hmm. think we'll see another game like soon that is coming to crossplay as well or will we wait another couple months before we get another game i well based off of the fact that it took them a couple months to get this one out i i have to wonder if they're going to kick up that speed on that or if they're just going to keep dragging their feet into this one um if they kick up the speed i'm sure we'll see i either overwatch or destiny 2 sometime in the next few yeah oh oh overwatch would be really good actually I, i think that's a really good candidate I think I think Overwatch is probably the number one candidate coming into this, followed yeah. closely by Destiny Two. But I think the big thing is, will PlayStation drag their feet? Yeah. And if they drag their feet, then we might not see. You know, we'll probably see another. I would bet more on the Destiny Two if they drag their feet. But if they kick this into high gear, we'll probably see Overwatch within the next few weeks. Yeah, I I, I think Overwatch is the more likely because of a, another thing we'll talk about later on. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Uh, our next story is about how Bandersnatch, the popular Netflix choose-your-own-adventure movie, TV show thing, whatever it is, Black Mirror, has been hit with a lawsuit. Is that correct? Yeah, so this is kind of funny because we were talking about this last week and Jeff was just going on and on and on. We spent probably way too much time talking about this. Just how no, So cool did you watch it? Did you watch Bandersnatch, Rob? I haven't yet, actually. Okay. Um, I watched it like... I watched it super late at night. Like we started at midnight. It was on while I was on Christmas break and I watched it with my sister-in-law and stuff like that. And like, we watched it for like an hour and a half and kept going back. And afterwards we just kept sitting there and going, Oh my gosh, like what was that? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It it sounds like a super cool concept. I just haven't, I don't know if it interests me or not. I haven't decided yet. And I'll probably, I might play this one eventually. You you should check it out. But so what's the lawsuit? But here's the thing. So the choose your own adventure is copyrighted, apparently. Um, There's a group called ChooseCo, which actually is a publishing company specializing in, get this, children's books. 
they have a trademark on choose your own adventure style storytelling. And so in order to clear it with them, Netflix had to get permission, but apparently they asked for the license back in 2016, but they didn't get permission yet. And so uh, Chooseco is hitting Netflix for a $25 million lawsuit in damages oh my over gosh. their use of Choose Your Own Adventure. So, choose Your Own Adventure. This is a children's book like series or publisher, whatever you said, right? Yeah. But there's been so many different things, especially in video games, like... Are they Apparently, only getting involved now because it's Netflix and they know Netflix has so much money they can just settle out of court with them? That's a really good question. I'm kind of curious to see why have they chose... I mean, Netflix is a good one to hit because that's obviously one of the biggest markets and a lot of the other ones are kind of niche, small time. Like, you're not going to get a lot of money off of those random visual novels that you see on the backlog of Steam. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious how they're allowed to do that when Netflix is not. Like, if this is a copyright, then why – is it just in how Netflix has used the wording? Is it just in – it's – Yeah, what's the actual lawsuit over? Because, like, it seems crazy if you can't – if you can copyright specifically, like, we're the only people that can make a choose-your-own-adventure story of any kind. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, there is that book in there that he uses, and so maybe that's what it's related to. So I guess well, and, we'll have to and wait looking and see. Through, looking through some of the documentation, a lot of what they talk about is how they're tarnishing the name of Choose Your Own Adventure, how it's an infringement, how it makes it really dark and twisted and disturbing and twists or dilutes the goodwill for the positive associations with Choice, Choice Co's mark. I mean, I guess that makes sense because it is definitely very dark and disturbing and a lot yeah, of the choices yeah. end up kind of only leading to bad things happening, not good so i can see that but i'm just very curious as to the nature of what the choose your own adventure copyright they have like what that entails and how that works like yeah have exactly. other developers like uh like for example detroit pa um beyond human came out in it last year right would that yeah. be something that qualifies as you know choosing your own adventure and infringing officially on that yeah i mean versus like telltale where you play through it once and that's the options you get versus like detroit become human where there's more than one option different outcomes i'm not exactly sure why they're going that here and not elsewhere but as of now that's out there we'll see if the lawsuit continues or if it gets settled out of court i mean I, I would assuming... be surprised if it didn't did just get settled out of court. Like, to me, in my mind, if I'm them, I'm like, hey, Netflix. Uh, everyone's talking about this. Like, I saw it all over Twitter, and it kind of blew up when it first came out. Netflix is big. They're a big company. They can give us a bunch of money for this. Let's hit them with a lawsuit and make some money. That, yeah. that would be my and, thinking on it. In a partially unrelated note, Netflix is increasing their prices recently, so maybe they're I did see that as to well. pay this yeah. off, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just very upset at Netflix. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right. Like, well, like our next. You almost took friends from us. No. Yeah. Well, if they can afford to shell out, what, $100 million for friends, I'm sure they can afford a $25 million lawsuit. They'll be fine. They'll yeah. be fine. All right, moving on. Our, our next story is actually probably the biggest story of this week, and that is last, I think it was it was last week, like on Thursday or something like that, the news yeah. came out that Bungie was splitting with Activision, the its publisher. Um, they had signed a 10-year publishing deal, I believe, with the Destiny franchise, and Bungie is splitting with Activision. Um, and Bungie will keep the Destiny IP and everything related to it. I don't know how all the profit sharing and all that stuff, like that stuff, we don't know how all the contracts are working out. But basically the story is Bungie's splitting with Activision, um, basically over differences of opinion of how well the game was selling. Activision said uh, last November that, hey, we didn't think, first we were very disappointed in the Forsaken um, uh, DLC. We didn't think it performed well enough. Bungie at the same time said, no, we're very happy with the state of Destiny. We don't agree with that. And so kind of since then, there's been rumblings of this coming and it became official last week. And this is a pretty common type battle in general. The publisher who's like, you know, more money, throwing loot boxes. I mean, this is Activision we're talking about. Versus the gaming company who's like, well, we just want to make the fans happy. 
know. Yeah. I'm so I want to give credit. Uh, Jason Schreier broke the story of Ron Kotaka. He was the one who kind of um had broken said, "Hey, things might be coming," and then broke the story initially and um he said um in his kind of piece that he wrote about it he said basically the relationship between Budgie and activision has been pretty rocky since the beginning yeah um, as far as kind of create a vision what they want to do activision obviously wanted them to do like an annual release content where they had one kind of big piece at least of dlc drop every year um when Bungie initially announced destiny they made it sound like it was more like an mmo where they were going to release at one time and then keep building on it instead they had destiny one and now we're on destiny 2 and so i'm curious to see how that impacts like what is destiny going to be going forward and you know i know jeff is the biggest destiny guy and so i wish he was on the show because i'm sure he has a lot of thoughts on he has a lot of opinions on this one probably yeah yeah but well and it's it's interesting to see because you know bungie is this is not the first time bungie has separated themselves from a major company to go and do their own thing um because originally, as we all know, they were the original releasers of the Halo franchise, and they were teamed up with Microsoft. And then they got out from the tyrant thumb of Microsoft, only for them to start building their own games, and it became a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more like Halo in a different setting. And then they picked up with Activision, started this contract into the Destiny series, and they've not actually produced on the same on the level that Activision has wanted. And so now they're out from under the the other tyrant's thumb. It'll be interesting to see what they do, and I almost have a curiosity to think that while they will probably continue to do stuff for Destiny, I wonder if they're going to move on to a new franchise. Well, I'm sure... I I, I know, I think last year it was, there was a trademark or something... Ha- that, uh, Bungie trademarked something new, and they have some deal with... I forget. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have some deal with some publisher, I believe, that's based out of China, um, for a new IP that they're doing. Um, yeah. But I'm sure they're they're going to continue to support Destiny. Like when they originally said, they said it was a 10 year game. I think they still want to do that. I don't know if there'll be a Destiny three now. Um, I think if they would have stayed with Activision, there definitely would have been. But maybe they'll just keep building on Destiny two and adding more content that to that. But I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what happens and how they do. Because they are a pretty big publisher. Like, it's a team of over, I think, like, 200, 300 people or something yeah. like that. So they're yeah. definitely big enough to be able to kind of self-publish themselves. Definitely. So we'll see what happens. I I have very little hope. Or, well, I never had any hope in Destiny. But I have a le- very little belief that another Destiny is going to come out. I'm sure they'll support Destiny too, but I don't think another Destiny is coming out. I think... If I was Bungie, I'd be like, well, we're out from under Activision, so let's branch out to something new. Yeah, exactly. Well, let us know what you guys think. I know some of you guys are pretty big Destiny players. You can hit us up on our Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. Our final news piece is breaking hot off the presses. We're recording this episode on Tuesday, January 15th. This just broke uh, via Jason Schreier from Kotaku.com. It's not official yet. But basically, he's saying he has three different sources that have said that EA has canceled their open-world Star Wars game from Visceral. Rob, you have more on this story. I mean, this is crazy. So we all know Visceral Games, um, most famous for uh, Dead Space franchise, which is incredibly well-made, awesome series. Uh, EA bought out Visceral and or had Visceral in their pocket. And then um, we had Amy Hennig from Uncharted was brought in as a director for them and she was putting together the star wars game we talked about how she left the project a while ago um we talked about visceral got closed right like visceral Visceral got yeah visceral got closed uh last in 2017 okay we talked about how the game moved to another group we were all really excited that the game was still going to be coming but we hadn't heard anything there was bouncing back and forth the game was going to an ea vancouver Mm -hmm. and then basically here's what it comes down to the update that uh uh kotaku you know jason trier says is it's was so far in the early stages of everything. They had like the name, they had a little bit of the script, a little bit of the concept, but other than that, they had nothing else. 
and it was looking like it was going to be late 2020, early 2021, which might have been around the launch of the next generation of consoles. And so they basically scrapped it as a marketing decision. Basically, we don't feel like, you know, essentially EA's like, well, we don't think this is going to come out in the right time window. So let's, we want, they want it earlier. And without that coming out on an earlier time date, they're basically like, yep, let's scrap this purely marketing decision i mean i guess that's better than like putting it out and having it be so bad that everyone's like oh my gosh yeah made another terrible star wars game like they already had the whole battlefront 2 controversy in 2016 yeah. now or 2017 yeah it's 2019 17 now. Yeah. 2017 so i guess it's good but at the same time it's just like every headline related to ea and the star wars video game license like in the last two years has been terrible like i can't imagine that whenever their 10-year contract is up which i think it started in 2013 or something like that yeah um i can't imagine disney is going to renew that contract i highly doubt it i think what would be smarter for uh, Disney at this point is to contract it out to more than one studio, mm-hmm. not just give the rights to EA or Activision or another one of these big companies, but to bring in littler companies, really play some of the, the young dogs and and get some guys in there that are willing to go out there and put out a good quality game. I think part of the problem is that Star Wars is such a huge franchise with such very specific parameters for what can and can't come out that it's hard to do anything in that that kind of window. Yeah, because you have to get Disney or Disney executives to basically sign off on every little story detail and stuff like that. Like, there's no creative control over it. Um, It'll be interesting to see because there is a Star Wars game from uh, Respawn coming out later this year, Jedi Fallen Order. We talked a little bit about it last week, but this is supposed to come out in fall 2019. So as we currently stand, while this game is canceled, Jedi Fallen Order is still coming. So let's hope that holds true. Yeah. I I kind of think that game will get delayed, but maybe not because I guess episode nine is supposed to come out in december right so they'll probably just yeah. push out the door even if it's not good at launch which i don't know yeah it's hard to trust ea and star wars stuff right now but it's true all right well we will keep an eye on that and uh hopefully everyone at ea vancouver hopefully they get reassigned to another project no one loses their job or anything yeah. like that That'd as be- of now no one's lost their job but who knows we'll have to wait and see All right, well, let's move on to our second segment. Uh, In this segment, we are going to be trying to guess 2019 game's Metacritic score. So this should be a fun little game. Um, Basically, It should be really entertaining. It it should be. I I hope so. That's what I'm hoping for. So the way I've laid out the parameters is basically we will guess the Metacritic score and we'll say, you know, a specific number. But I'm going to call it, say that we get it right if when the game comes out, it is basically within a... um, 10 percentage points of that so let's say i say a game i think it's going to get a 74 if it comes out and gets a 71 i'm going to be like all right that's pretty much a win it was in within 10 points but if it gets like a 83 or something like that that would be incorrect so that's just a quick overview of the rules rob do you have any questions yeah you should work on your math what you oh, said 80. 74 then 83 <laughs> well I don't know. If it's within the seven to eight range, if we get it within that range, I, I that's kind of we're shooting we're shooting for ten percentile, but okay, ten percent percentile vid- points. We're video game journalists, commentators. We're I, not. Yeah. I'm not good at math. If you ever want to know about math, hit up Rob on Twitter and uh, he can tell you some <laughs> stories. <laughs> There's some good ones about screaming and throwing things. So yeah. we'll we'll keep the math to the professionals. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and for we're all of you fans. who are like hey we want to hear your resolutions don't worry they are coming we will tell you guys all of our resolutions in fact we're starting into our resolutions at least i've started into mine um but because jeff and his wife are having a child we're going to postpone it until jeff can join us so that all three of us can chat it out on that so exactly yeah that, that's kind of a, a yearly thing that we've kind of made of a tradition and we kind of want all three of us to be there so we will get there eventually and uh a year is a long time. There's 12 months in a year, so if we miss the first part of it, 
that's okay. And also, I don't want to talk about reviewing my old resolutions because I don't know <laughs> if I completed any of them from last year. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's all get right. into it. So, our first game uh, for 2019, it's coming out here pretty soon. It's Resident Evil 2. You guys talked about this on the show last week. Rob, where do you think this is going to hit land on the Metacritic score? Oh, man. I mean, this is Resident Evil 2. If this doesn't hit like a 95. I'm going to be shocked. 95. So this is a remake of the original game. All the previews coming out about it seem very encouraging, obviously. Um, I think a lot of people have nostalgia for this game and for... It says it's a lot more like Resident Evil 4. But a 95 is a little high. Um, Dude. I'm I'm going to guess a 85. I'll go 10, 10%. I think it'll hit somewhere more. around All right. 85. You say 95. Listeners... If you're listening like a year later, keep track at home and let us know who wins. (laughs) All right, Rob. The next one is a game that's dear, near and dear to your heart. This is a game you've been waiting not five years for, not even 10 years for, but 15 years for almost. Kingdom Hearts 3. Rob, is this going to be 100%? Oh, man. I was talking with uh, Kyle on, on Twitter the other day. We were going back and forth and being like, you know, this has been such a long wait, and it's probably going to be disappointing. You think it's going to be disappointing? I'm going to go... Because of that. I... You think the hype train has gotten so high that it's like it can never meet expectations? I think the hype train is going to 76 this one. 76 this one. Okay. I'm going oh, with 76%. I mean, it's a little higher just because I am a Kingdom Hearts 3 fan, and I know that all the fans will be eating this one up, but... Here's the deal. I think people have been waiting a long time for this. You know, video game journalism, it's not biased, but it's also a lot of the people who review these games, they have played past games in the series, so I think that waiting will influence it a little bit. So I actually think it's going to be a little bit higher. I'm going to go in 83 on this All right. I think it'll hit somewhere around in low 80, somewhere in there. There'll be a couple that are really high. There'll be a couple that'll look really low. It'll bounce out to about mid 80s, mid to low 80s. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, the next uh, game we have on our list, we come to the middle of February and the day that is known as Reckoning Day now in video game land, which is <laughs> February 15th. Uh, there's so many games coming out that day. Uh, the first of which is Crackdown 3. <laughs> oh my gosh this game i i can't feel good about its score going into it knowing kind of how much it's been delayed and how troubled the development has been and everything else oh man i'm so excited for this one to get like a 38 38 oh my <laughs> gosh like i wonder what so this is a microsoft first party game right like it's exclusively yeah, on yeah. microsoft xbox and pc i yep. wonder what the last like first party developer like game that got that low of a score was like okay i have i mean i've been i'm going back and forth on this i'm gonna change my answer 45 i'll 45. give you a 45 i'm gonna put it up at a 45 just because i'm like well it is uh fans are gonna eat this one up just because it finally has come out but i'm just this is going to bomb i'm i'm calling it now this is going to be bombastic. okay <laughs> i i i agree with you i think it's gonna bomb i don't think it's gonna do well but I do think there's enough Crackdown fans out there who are going to maybe jump it up a little bit. Maybe this whole thing reveals our personalities. I'm much more of an optimist. You're kind of more of a realist. I'm going to say it's going (laughs) to land in the 65 range, somewhere in there. 65 on Metacritic. Like Most people won't like it, but they'll say it's fine. It's kind of fun. It does some cool stuff, but there's some technical difficulties or or whatever. I'm, I'm going with a 65. All right. Fair. All right. Um... The next game is uh, the game that I know you've been waiting for forever, Rob. The anime crossover mega mashup fighting game of Jump Force. This game combines Dragon Ball Z, uh, I think One Punch Man, and um, what's that one card one piece. game? That, one Piece. No, no, the one Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. I believe Yu-Gi-Oh is in here as well. You know, you say I've been anticipating this one. I literally just looked it up because I was like, I don't even know what game this is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a 3D kind of anime fighting game. Fighting um, game, yeah. I think they're trying to hit up on the success of Dragon Ball Fighter Z that got released, you know, about a year ago. That was super and successful. And is Bandai 
Namco, right? It's so it's, a, Namco, it's a pretty, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty uh, reputable uh, video game company. So I'm gonna go with this is a fighting game. I'm gonna give it a seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a, I'm feeling a little optimistic about this one for a fighting game. All right. I I I think this game. I think there's people who are out there really looking forward to it, but I think overall, like. I think the art style is really ugly, actually. I think it's it doesn't work well. Um, I think 3D fighters in general are always kind of harder to control and don't play as well. So I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go a 63. I'm going to go low 60s for this one. All right. All right. All right. You, you got the next one on our list. All right. So this game is well, it's kind of a little bit of a surprise and it's announcing and coming out because we knew... A game was coming, but we didn't expect this one. It's Far Cry New Dawn, which is a post-apocalyptic game set after the events in Far Cry 5 in good old Montana. That's right. My home state. Is... You know, I so I listened to a podcast from last year where we were talking about what games would get delayed. And I apparently talked about on the show how excited I was for Fire, Far Cry 5 because it was set in Montana. Confession, I have not played that game at all. I'm a terrible Montanan. Did you buy it? No, I didn't buy it. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, like, yeah, I would like, feel really bad if I bought it and haven't played it all, but I just haven't bothered at all. And I think it, you can probably get it for pretty cheap now. But Yeah, it, it's it's dropped pretty... And it'll drop even more once this one comes out. That's yeah, kind of how yeah. all the Far Cry games go, except for Primal, apparently. Huh. That one still goes for a pretty high price. That's probably the most expensive one on a normal basis, but that won't even last. So, so, so this is a follow-up to Far Cry 5, right? Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember what Far Cry Five got. Uh, it wasn't as good I... as Far Cry Four, but um, shoot, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's sixty two. Sixty two. Okay. So you think the Far Cry fatigue is real with people? I mean, this game is oh, coming out less than yeah. a year after Far Cry Five. I just. I honestly, I think this one's playing into two styles of genres. Uh, the Far Cry genre and the post-apocalyptic genre, and I think both of them are a little dead right now. Yeah, definitely a little overdone and tired, especially after uh, Fallout 76 last year. That's, that's actually the biggest basis for why I think this is going to bomb. Or, or no one like Fallout bomb, 76, so maybe down. everyone will be like, this is it instead and enjoy it i don't know uh i'm gonna guess a little bit higher i'm gonna say a 71 all right all right um let's see next game uh is metro exodus this is a game this is the third game in the metro series i believe um third or fourth yeah yeah i don't know a lot about this i know it's a first person shooter kind of apocalyptic set in in russia post-apocalyptic yeah russia um i all I know about these games is they're usually really, really beautiful on like high-end PCs. Like they're known for having absolutely amazing graphics. And also, they're really. I think they're also really fun gameplay-wise, as far and like just kind of the. They're very Russian. Very That's Russian. Okay. Which okay. I mean, if you know anything about Russian literature, it's depressing and you can't put it down. Yeah. Well, I the developers are. I think they are from Russia, but they move somewhere in like Eastern Europe or something. I'm not. Yeah, like the I Ukraine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's very, it's very, it's very cultural in that sense. So I'm, I'm gonna say this one's gonna get like an 84. Whoa, an 84. Okay, okay. I, I think this game. So this game is coming out on, also coming out on February 15th, I believe, that day that yep. like every game is coming out. I think this is the one that's gonna get a little bit forgotten about and left behind. I think this game will get like a 70. All right. I just right. feel like there's enough Metro Exodus fans out there who are just like, yeah, this is going to be the you're, game. You're you're probably right. You'll you'll probably end up being correct, and uh, everyone can laugh at me. But uh, the very next week, the perhaps one of the biggest games of the year, um, uh, Anthem from EA from Bioware. Rob, this is one of your old favorite developers. Oh, I, don't know I still love them. I still like them. This is not going to do well. <laughs> I don't know why, but I maybe this is just my inner pessimism or realism, whichever one you want to say. But when it comes to some of these big AAA companies and they're putting out games like this, I just want to automatically be like, nope, not going to work. I think um, 
So what do you what do you think this is gonna land at? Because I'm curious to see here because I think your hundred hours of playing Mass Effect Andromeda is probably influencing this prediction in some way or another. Oh, it's so influencing. So if you as listeners are like, Rob, this is this is literally just you taking out your anger for putting so much time into <laughs> Mass Effect. I totally agree. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Oh my gosh. So you think people are people are gonna hate it? I don't okay. think it's gonna be good. I I don't I think like old school Bioware fans are obviously not happy about the way this is going. Um, but I do think that there's going to be a community of people who kind of play it, say, I kind of get what they're going for. It's not like destiny. The gameplay like looks pretty cool. It's kind of like playing an Iron yeah. Man game almost, game almost or something like that. So I think there'll be, I think there'll be people who say this definitely isn't perfect. Um, it's not exactly what I want, but they see promise in it. So I think it'll land right at a 77 just Ooh. just below like an eight or something like that the big thing for me is i think maybe you'll get patched out and things will change and they'll update and they'll eventually make it better but it just at, at the get-go i'm like nope yeah I, at the get-go i don't i don't think it'll be perfect like all none of these like live service games like destiny or or games um or even like the original division when they came out they weren't that good and they have only become good after you know multiple patches and updates and kind of yeah, developers yeah. listening to fans so we'll have to see all right well <clears> the next <throat> one on our list is the first nintendo game on here and that is yoshi's crafted world coming out on the switch um in march uh and this is a the sequel to yoshi's roller world which came out on the wii u um in 2015 so about four years ago now good grief i can't believe it's 2019 <laughs> and uh this is kind Don't of worry, just guys. A that will happen about every five minutes for the next six weeks. Fun little platformer, you know. Pe- I think people really enjoyed Worldly World. I played it a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it because it's pretty easy, and I'm not very good at games. Um, so I think people enjoy this game. So my prediction for this will be an eighty-three percent. I was gonna say an eighty-five, just because okay. I think this one, I think this one will fit into that area. It's it's a Yoshi game. It's from Nintendo. There's rarely a Nintendo game that drops too far down that Metacritic There, There definitely is a little bit of a Nintendo bias when it comes to games and being reviewed and all of that stuff. So I mean, if you make good quality games, you get good reviews. So yeah, yeah. just that's saying. All, that's also true. Yeah, they, they do put a lot of polish on their games. They don't usually need a lot of patching. patching. All <laughs> right, uh, Rob, you take the next one. Yeah, speaking of good quality, high quality, fan favorite games, Devil May Cry 5. Which, there's five of them. Isn't there more than five? Like, because there's like. There's more. DMC. There's like, there's like spinoffs and little yeah. extra ones. And yeah, there's all sorts of ones. But this is Devil May Cry 5. So, I almost want to pull the this is going to bomb so hard it'll be the biggest bomb in the history of video games but i don't think it will i think this one's going to hit like a 60 a 60 okay all right you and i are in very different places because i know i've never played any of the devil may cry games but i know there's a very big loud vocal audience who really enjoys these games that's and true they didn't like dmc which i believe was the last game released devil may cry 5 it seems like they're doing coming back to the franchise and doing what fans want so i think this is going to review incredibly well it's a you know hardcore action game i think it's going to be like an 88 yeah i just think they're going to try and capitalize on all the things that made the franchise interesting to the fans yeah and it's just not gonna cut it i, I, I just be- don't think it's gonna make it so yeah yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see because like i'm, I'm said, going I think pessimistic it, on it but I, i'll be not... optimistic but this is not a game that i'm really looking forward to at all no so. me either all right but uh we have big... speaking so we have... of it tom clancy's the division two did you play any of the original division i didn't not but... at all I played, so they put out like a demo thing or something like that. You could get up to, I think it was like level seven. So I played um, probably about three or four hours of that and enjoyed it, but didn't really love what I played. Um, This game is set in Washington, D.C., which I think is really cool because that's, you know, the capital of America. It's a 
hasn't been done a lot in video games that's not like new york or san francisco or something like that so i think the setting is really cool yeah. um i, I mean other than fallout 3 yeah yeah fallout 3 was was set there as well but that was post-apocalyptic which this kind of and that was a that was a while ago so i mean it's it's about time someone redid washington dc in that style yeah yeah so i'm i'm curious to see what this game does i think uh this is the second game in a ubisoft game rob you love assassin's creed and kind of the ubisoft formula so i'm gonna let you go first (laughs) i'm gonna give this one an 82 okay Okay. I don't think it's going to get like I don't think it's going to be the highest ranked one, but I th- I feel like they're going to like people are a little bit in an outcry right now just because they're like, yeah, I don't know if it'll be good or not. But I think with just the introduction of the Epic Store and some of those different factors, they're just going to make people play it a lot right at the get go. They'll give it some good reviews. OK, I, I'm, I'm about the same with you. I was, I'll say an 85. So all right. Similar. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, the game that uh, Ed Boon says might make it through the E rating. Um, <laughs> I really is... hope the Mortal Kombat game makes an E rating. Yeah, that, that will never, ever happen. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, which comes out in April. Uh, do you? I have no idea what this is going to do because we this game just got announced at the Game Awards. Like we haven't really seen anything except for that trailer. Well, I mean, this is a Mortal Kombat game. There's one thing about the Mortal Kombat series is that they are pretty consistent. They do consistently put out a good amount of gore, graphic, you know, content, you know, Mortal Kombat, everything that is Mortal Kombat. And so the people who love Mortal Kombat tend to be like, oh, yeah, this is a great game because it is basically the same game with just a little bit more brutality and fatalities and all those sort of things. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be, let's go with 77. We'll go with 77. 77. Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that's about where I'm at as well. I will, I'll just go with an 80, around, around right. 80 to make it, make it interesting. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game is the first Sony PS4 exclusive of the game. This is the game that's been delayed. I have no idea how many times at this point. The first game from Sony Ben since 2011 or 12, I believe, since the PS Vita days. That is days gone. This is the Walking Dead slash, uh, what's the motorcycle show? <laughs> oh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy crossover game that I feel like would have been so popular five years ago, but now at least in my opinion is kind of has some fatigue in a lot of different fans eyes well it's hard because you know sons of anarchy is is no longer yeah sons of anarchy over. is no longer running there's a spinoff coming but yeah and then the walking dead everyone's kind of in a i'm not sure if i want to keep watching no one's really it's it's weird so we're kind of in the the fatigue rest area of those yeah. two type of genres and they're really capitalizing on those two type of genres um, I think earlier last week I said that this is going to get delayed till later in the year. Um, so you think it's going to get delayed again? I think it's going to be. Okay. But okay. Um, I'm going to give this one. I think after all this, it's going to hit like uh, 68. 68. Okay. Okay. I think the okay. reason I think the reason for that is just because I think it'll still be a fun game, just because the gameplay wise looks just extremely fun and overwhelming just because you know the flood of zombies and everything the story looks like it might actually be kind of interesting but i think just because we had to wait so long for this game to come out that i don't think a lot of people are going to be really invested in it for the long run yeah yeah i i can see that i i think because it's a sony first party suit game i think there'll be a certain amount of people who just play it and enjoy it just for that fact so i'm gonna go a little bit higher i will go a 78 sounds good sounds good all right, uh, we have a couple more here. Uh, next one is Team Sonic Racing, the game that this was supposed <laughs> to come out this winter, got delayed to spring. It's not looking promising. I actually really liked the last Sonic Racing game. I think it was Sonic Racing Transformed. Um, yep. I played that on the Wii U a lot. Um, but this one, I played it at uh, at PAX last year, and it did not feel that good. It didn't look that good. Like It looked almost like a PS3 game, and... It's like a team racing concept, so you mm-hmm. kind of have to work with your teammates. I don't know. It didn't. It wasn't that fun, so I don't I feel think like it's. I think it's gonna bomb. We had our we had our good Sonic scheme last year or the year before, right? Sonic Mania. 
Mm-hmm. Was it Sonic Mania that was good? Yeah, Sonic, Sonic Mania was, was the good the Sonic one? game. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, so this is going to be a bomb. So so now there'll be like three more bombs before we get another good Sonic game. Is that what you're okay, saying? Okay, so yeah, so this one, let's just let's just be a little little crazy on this one cuz we know it's going to bomb. Mhm. How low on the scale is this one going to hit? So, here's the deal. Um video game reviewers don't really use the full scale. They only like they usually only use like 6 to 10 about and if it's like lower than a six, then you know this game like literally probably should be like taken outside and beaten across the disc with a bat, and then like it's essentially thrown the, into the ET ocean. game. Yes, exactly, exactly. So like, I'm gonna put him go, in a land dump. I'm gonna go a fifty-five, which a isn't 55. as low. Yeah. I want to. I want to say this one's gonna be lower than that. Even I'm gonna give this one a forty-four. Forty-four. All right. Well, we'll see. I we'll see, watch I, it come out, and it'll be like a 90, 90 plus, and we'll just both yeah, be we'll, completely wrong. We'll just laugh. I. This is one of those ones that if I'm wrong, I'm not necessarily upset if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I. I want this game to be good. Like I said, the last Sonic Racing game I really enjoyed, so I yeah, hope I'm wrong yeah. on this one. I actually just got that one on Steam. All right. It's in so, a humble bundle. The second to last one, uh, the sequel that no one saw coming, Rage Two, the sequel to the original rage game from i think like 2008 or something like that yeah it's been a while it's it's been a long time this game it's an open world first person game where you can drive a bunch of vehicles around it's made by avalanche this I just think looks it's like... kind of just going to come out to a collective meh i don't know this looks like one of those games i feel like i could go either way it looks like it could either be a meh what what game rage 2 oh yeah I, I knew someone who played that once or it's gonna be like that hardcore rock like yeah this is the funnest you know since i've had since borderlands 2 okay. or you know okay. you know something like that so i i'm a little torn i, I want i kind of want it to be meh but i almost i want to go out on a limb here because we're getting crazy here at the end so I'm gonna give this one an 87. Oh my gosh, that's super high. You are you are an insane man. I'm I, feeling. I, I I think this will just be like a very much a meh. People will be like, it was a game. It was kind of fun. It had some good parts. It had some not so good parts. I think it'll be a 70. I have no anticipation for this game, but I just feel like this is gonna be that game. That game that we all go. Wait, where did that come from? Yeah. Well, there, there's always one of those. So. Seems like a good as game as any to to make that prediction on. All right, last one: Crash Team Racing. Um, this got announced at the Game Awards as well um, a month ago in December, and it's coming out in June. We're doing uh, just the first half of 2019 for you guys uh, this um, this week. So, Crash Team Racing. It's a remake of a beloved game from the PlayStation One. I've never played that game. I have no idea what it's about, but I know that people love Crash. Mm-hmm. and especially people in britain so i'm gonna go crazy with this one i'm gonna say it comes out and everyone loves it it's gonna be an 89 89 89 wow. yeah okay okay you're throwing it out there i was gonna give it like an 81 okay i feel like it will do really well just because it is a fan favorite it is that crash franchise that um everyone loves when the crash insane pack came out or you know last year Mm-hmm. everyone freaked out everyone was so excited to get it and so i feel like this is going to fit right into that same style but i don't know i'm 89 is pretty bold so well I, like it. I, I think the nostalgia colored colored glasses will uh, help help people out so yeah that's why that's i gave resident evil 2 at the very beginning such a high ranking yeah the nostalgia yep. rose colored glasses all right there you go that is our um metacritic score predictions for the first half of 2019 come back in six months and see how we did or tell us how terribly we did and uh let us know if you like this episode or this segment um we're always looking for new things we can do on the show and uh so let us know if you thought it was dumb or thought it was um cool or whatever yeah hit us up at twitter at hey listen underscore games and let us know 
is this ridiculous? Do you want more of Rob and Nathan rambling about <laughs> random things? <'Cause laughs> oh, I think the answer do. to that is a hundred percent. Yes. We are pro ramblers, Rob. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and finish up this episode and not make people's ears bleed too much longer with uh, our last segment. That is what we're playing, what we've been playing this last week. So Rob, I will let you go ahead. All right, so uh, I kind of did some cramming on the Google Project Stream to get some Assassin's Creed Odyssey time in. So I put in some time into that, kind of trying to get an hour in or so. And I think I was successful. I'm pretty sure I got an hour in. Um, I, so I it know. doesn't, I know. like, I... tell you if, like, hey, there's not, like, a notification that popped up. Like, hey, you've played your hour. Now you're going to get this game for free. You just have to put no, in the time and, you just and be put like, in hopefully time. they email it to me. Yeah, and they'll email it to you after it. And okay. I mean, I had like six hours in the game, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure. I'm not sure if it was just from the date that they said, "Hey, from this day till the 15th, you know, you play it for an hour or so," or if it was, is it's going to count all your time on there. But yeah. better safe than sorry. So I threw in an hour. I'm also kind of curious because I do have Assassin's Creed Odyssey on PS4 and I do have that tied to my Uplay account. So I don't know if that's going to disqualify me or not. We'll see. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Interesting. I, this is kind of like experiment in the unknown. So, yeah, yeah. I don't well, feel like the stakes aren't really all that high. If I get the game, great. I have two copies of the game. Yeah. If I yeah. don't get the game, my feelings aren't hurt. It's just, yeah. Because well, it's right. like a, it's an actual copy of the game, right? Like it's not a streaming thing, so you'd need a PC that's high enough able to, to run it. Yeah, to yeah. run it. Okay. I just, you know, the cool thing, the fun thing is, I have all the Assassin's Creed games in your library. on on Xbox 360 and PS4 right now, mm-hmm. as well as I have almost, I have all the way up through Black Flag on UPlay. Oh, okay. So and also, yeah, I also have like Liberation, Freedom Cry, and you know the Chronicles and all that sort of thing on there. So it'd be kind of cool to just start building up the newer ones. But I'm not really. I've played all of them, so it's not like I need them. Yeah, yeah. So all right, um, cool. What else have you been play, playing? Played a lot of God of War lately. Been really getting into that one, just trying to crank through it. And I've been doing my normal completionists. So. I Wait, have you it. been trying to get all the ravens in that game? I have 30 of 51 ravens. Okay, so you have been, because I'm pretty sure I beat the game with, like, 19 ravens or something like that. So when <clears> I've I been trying that to game... just, as I go, as I get into a new area, just keep a really good eye out for ravens, but I've also... I know I've missed a couple, so... Yeah. Well, and there's a couple that are super hard to get. Like, some of them, like, they're, like, flying way above you, and you, like, you see them up there, and you can't even get them where you are. You have to get up to a different ledge. Yeah, and, and you stuff. have to unlock rest parts of the game to get certain ravens and all. Yeah. You, like, see one and be like, I can't actually get that until I unlock this section, so... Yeah, yeah. But I actually had a cool moment earlier today. Um, I leveled up, so you know you level up your axe and your weapons you know you don't really it's not like a true rpg where you do levels themselves Mm -hmm. but it's a pseudo and i stumbled into an area it was after one of the main quests and you stumble into an area and suddenly there's a valkyrie and i was like i faced a valkyrie earlier i mentioned that last week i was talking about it on the podcast i got my butt handed to me yes i think it i i think it was killed in 35 seconds you were killed in 35 seconds I died in 35 seconds. I didn't okay. even last. Uh, you know, I didn't even last a minute against a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I did it twice and died, you know, twice in under a minute, basically. So I was like, "Yeah, that's not gonna work." So this, but today I stumbled upon the Valkyrie, decimated the Valkyrie. Dude had no problem. Just you know, crushed it. And I don't know if it was a lower level or not at Valkyrie or what. Not. I just killed it and moved on. But felt pretty satisfied about that. I was like, "Hey." Normally, you know, Jeff was saying the Valkyries like end game thing. I was like, hey, I just beat one. Yeah, they're they're pretty tough. I think I only beat three or four of them, and I played a couple more that you unlock, and was just got absolutely destroyed, and was like, eh, I think there's other things I'd rather do with my time. So, yeah, but if you do play well against one, it kind of feels really good because you get into that flow of combat where you're like dodging and parrying 
um, and attacking at the right time, and it feels really, really good. Yeah. It's one of the tournament challenges really helped me with that one. There's one where you face off against 100 enemies. Mm-hmm. You have to kill 100 enemies on that level. That was super hard. That Yeah. That one but actually, the hardest me. one, that one took me about four tries. Oh, okay. hard- that, that one took me like seven tries, I think. So I... The it took me four tries because I basically would get to the first traveler, the big sworded mm-hmm. guy, and then get decimated. And so finally, like I got to him the fourth time, and I figured out his moves. And this is only like number eighty-five of a hundred. I figured out his moves and kind of figured out what I'm supposed to do and how I can block some of his attacks. I was just getting killed by, and then I just had no problems to the other eighty-five enemies. Cool, nice. But the hardest one was actually the one where you're not supposed to get hit. Yeah, I think I think I gave up on that one. <laughs> I finally that one took me probably thirty tries. Wow. But you can gosh. I don't know where you get your will to continue to go on. I am I am not that stubborn. I think it's just pure I think it's pure stubbornness. <laughs> yeah. just, I am going to beat this. I actually turned the PS4 off and came back the next day because I was so mad that I kept dying. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, the last game I played this week, I played uh, kind of moving through the Steam library. I played this game called Dead Effect. Um, I picked this game up a while ago just because I was really interested in the concept. It's zombies on a spaceship. What what style of game? Like, is it like a? It's a first 2D person game? shooter. First person okay. shooter, three D, kind of like in the Doom style, only older graphics. It okay. remi- like like the the some of the older dooms maybe a little bit into like the Duke Nukem style graphics yeah yeah, yeah. and zombies is it fun is it it's terrifying is it stupid it's all the above <laughs> <laughs> so you're enjoying it is what I hear from that like i had so much fun playing this game and it's like it literally is every action hero stereotype you can possibly think of yeah basically the the guy over the radio giving you instructions and literally he sounds like arnold schwarzenegger so i have arnold schwarzenegger giving me instructions on where i need to go and explaining what's happening and he's a scientist like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just picture that telling you the virus came out of nowhere. We didn't see it coming. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. And then you're just getting like guns and you're unlocking stuff. And I'm, I played it for four hours. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so you had a lot of fun with it. Like, is it you like, know, uh, does it have like an actual storyline or is it just kind of like you jump in and play and there's no like progression or anything like that? It's about as simple of a storyline as you possibly can get. It's kind of the, hey, there's a zombie apocalypse. You need to get through the ship and make sure, you know, find a way to survive. Maybe there's a cure. You're trying to solve the problems. And and actually, the biggest one is the ship is, because it's a colony ship, It when the pilots didn't change anything, the ship basically turned around and it's starting to fly back to Earth. Mm-hmm. With all these zombies, so to prevent an apocalypse on Earth, you got to stop the ship. And so it's got a lot of similar elements to like if you took like some of the older Dooms, some of the like that, you know, Quake, Duke Nukem, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight type game play, you know, swapping through weapons and everything and added in a little dead space, you know, kind of post apocalypse you know, like zombie type stuff on a spaceship sort of thing and really cheesy action movie stars. It's, I'll be honest. I had really low expectations for this game. Cause I was like, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be awful. I know this is going to be cheesy. And just, I like literally the first lines out of the action heroes, my mouth are like the cheese, like you're just like, wow, the cheese level, just like we're starting our own cheese factory here exactly oh my gosh well sounds 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 like you had a good time with it so i'm glad i actually can't wait to get back to play more so that's that's kind of like i never expected that you picked this up in a humble bundle is that correct no no actually i i bought this one because i had come up with this idea for a fun story at one point i was like it would be a really cool video game concept is if there were zombies on a spaceship and then like 
three months later, a video game about zombies on a spaceship came out. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to try this. Uh, that sounds awesome. So it's oh. on Steam, is that correct? It is on Steam. Check and it out two if, you, uh, if you play on PC. I am inferior and don't know how to do that. So I probably will not be playing this game. But And there's two of them, and I have both of them. Okay. Well, you'll have to let us know how Dead Effect 2 is next week. I will. <laughs> All right. We'll look forward to it. Um, All right. What have oh, you been playing? I uh, So I was, I was on a vacation. Like, I was gone last week. I was on vacation for two weeks, actually, which was really nice. So I didn't play a ton of games, but the one game I did actually play all the way through to completion is a uh, Yoku's Island Express. Um, this game I bought it on Switch. It was on sale for ten bucks over the Christmas season. Bought it Christmas Eve and beat it in about a week. This nice. is yeah. So this is a pinball Metroidvania. I think Jeff has talked about it on the show previously. Yeah, I was gonna say Jeff or you had talked about it in one of your Nindies, right? Yeah, yeah. We gave it. I think we gave it one of our. Um, not Nindies, I don't think, but I think I, now I, I don't remember. The year has gone, but it's definitely a cool game. Um, I kind of got addicted to this game because basically the way it works is you are a pinball and um, there's different flippers throughout the world that you kind of use to navigate the world. But then also you're a little dung beetle that's attached to this ball. And so you can stop and kind of journey around and explore and find secrets and I usually don't like Metroidvanias because I'm really bad at combat and they're all, you know, usually like side, side-based yeah. platforming combat. And then I always this. die. You can't yeah. die in this game. Like if you fail enough times, like if you, um, there's basically these little pinball table puzzle things that you'll come to and there's thorns at the bottom that will hurt you. And if you fail enough times, it actually unlocks something, which is kind of funny, but there's no really way to die. So, I had a lot of fun um, just kind of exploring and I beat this game after I think I played it about seven or eight hours or something like that. Um, oh yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I've, I'm only like 70% through, like there's 30% of the collectibles. So I want to go back in and find some of the rest of the collectibles. There are a lot, there's a lot that the map explores. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You want to go back and get all the collectibles? I want to go back and get more collectibles. That's what you are you are hearing me say which speaks to the testament of how fun it is to just go around wow this world. yeah ladies and gentlemen this is a moment yes um jeff and i are collectible holics but nathan never no i am not at all usually but it is just so fun and like the thing too is like when you talk to different people they'll kind of like highlight the an area on the map like this is about where you need to look for this thing so it's not like i have no direction of where i need to go i kind of know what parts of the map I need to go to to find the things I'm looking for, which oh, okay, is nice yeah. to, to have a direction instead of just randomly searching the map and being like, oh, well, what did I find here? And what did I find here? So yeah, nice. yeah. So I don't think I'll 100% okay. this game, but I do want to go back in and do some more and get to maybe like 80% or something like that. So all right, all right. That, that, that is a like fun, that was like the perfect holiday kind of break for me game because it was on my Switch. It wasn't too too much thinking or anything like that, but the gameplay loop was really addicting. Yeah. Um, and then the other game I'm playing a lot is the uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, I've been, of course, I've barely played online because usually when I play online, I get like wrecked because I'm not that good. But mm -hmm. I have played this game a ton locally. I played it with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my wife um, when I was on vacation, and then I just came back and played it with my brother. So the local multiplayer in this game is still top-notch, and there are so many different fun characters. It's. I don't think there's a lot else that can be said about that game except I haven't played like any of World of Light. Like so many people are like, oh, if you played World of Light, and I'm like, oh, I played it like an hour. That's it. So just <laughs> have playing. you have you unlocked all the characters yet? I have. I finished. I actually. So I looked at my time. It took me like 25 hours. Like I wasn't trying to unlock all the characters or anything like that, but it took me about 25 hours to unlock all of the characters in this game. So there you go. So what Jeff said he unlocked it in like ridiculous amount of time probably not the fastest out there yeah i think i think he unlocked it in about 10 hours or something like that yeah so, yeah so you can say that so there you go for you more casual gamers 25 hours or so yeah 25 there's definitely ways to do it a lot faster like i was just kind of playing through and when a character came up i would go and try and unlock them there were a couple times where i lost the battle and then you know you have to wait for them to reappear so yeah. i definitely could have done it faster but 
I had I had a lot of fun unlocking all the characters. That was kind of a neat neat nice. way, especially with um the new challenge or the new uh, classic mode was a was a nice. cool way to unlock them. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that is about it. Rob, do you have anything else to say on this episode? Nope. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Okay. Sounds good. Well, the, thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, this is, once I said, once again, hey, listen to Gamescast. This has been episode 124. Hope you enjoyed it. I actually realized that I didn't pick a song to play. So you'll probably hear some song playing right now. And you have to guess what it is and let us know on our Twitter at HeyListen underscore Gamescast. Because I have no idea what it's going to be yet. So let us know what you think it is and we will uh, let you know who the winner is. But have a great week. Yeah, if you you tweet us at HeyListen underscore Games, give us a shout out to what the song is and there might be a free game in it for you. Ooh, all right. There you go. You have a reason to go and uh, play the game. So have a great week and we will see you next time. See ya.